Hey, my name is Yolanda and welcome to Frank Factualities, the podcast. Tune in each week as I speak frankly about life experiences from my perspective and offer you a bit of unsolicited advice. Let's take a little time to laugh, to think, and to cry as we tackle some serious topics and some not so serious topics. Be sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hey y'all, it's me, Yolanda, back to talk to y'all again at the top, well, end of the week. And I gotta tell y'all a little story. It may be funny, but it's not funny. So Monday, I um been running really late lately to work. I haven't been getting breakfast or grabbing cereal or something in the house. And so at, at work, I'm like snacky. So I go and, you know, we have like a stash of chips. So I go and I get some Doritos and I think some barbecue Lay's. Normally I don't eat Cool Ranch Doritos. I usually like like the sweet and spicy. Those are my favorite. But something said it's less calories than the other chips. So grab the Doritos. So I'm eating on the Doritos and I'm in there talking to a student and my intern and all of a sudden the Dorito just got hard and then I'm crunching the the Dorito and I'm just like, why does it taste funny? So I was like, I think these Doritos are spoiled. So I'm going through it and, you know, I asked my intern, I said, didn't you eat these chips the other day? You know, how did they taste you? I look at the date. It says May 22nd. So I know that they're not spoiled. And I'm trying to figure out exactly why these chips taste so bad. And then now these it's these hard pieces. I'm like, oh, God, the chips are contaminated or something. Right. And they're not. So I just like, OK, I'm not eating the chips anymore. I throw the rest of the bag in the trash and my tongue then goes across my teeth. You know how your tongue just floats around and the whole backside of my tooth <laughs> on the side is like done. Yeah, I snuck that little laughter button in there. But anyway, uh, it's gone. The whole backside of the tooth. Like, I mean, it's just wide open. So I'm like, oh my God, I ate my tooth. <laughs> and a feeling. The tooth and the filling. I had to because what happened to it? It's all gone. So that was that funny taste. And that was the hard pieces. So I'm just like, I don't know if it's filling and tooth or just tooth or just filling. But I don't have a backside of my tooth. Now, like I told y'all, this is the top front. It's like the side. You know that infamous everybody's missing a side tooth. Side tooth is that one. So I'm panicking because I cannot go around without my tools. <laughs> and when I smile, you can't see nothing but the top. So you can't even see the bottom, even though low key, I have bottom teeth missing. But nobody should be in my mouth like that to see that those back teeth are gone. And I know I can get some implants because they're missing. So you can't get veneers on a on gum. There's nothing there. So you got to get like the implants or either you can get like the little uh, partial plates, which are like dentures but I don't want that I don't want something I can take in and out I want something permanent but low-key those implants scare me I don't know why but the idea of them screwing or implanting a metal piece a rod in my mouth in order to get a tooth there scares me but I know I'll do it eventually but I'm just not about that life right now with this up this tooth on the upside upper side 
So I call my dentist. I'm panicking. I'm like, oh, I need to get in. Please squeeze. It's like, okay, your dentist has something in at 315. At this point, it's about 230. So I'm like, cool. I don't care. I'm taking off work. So I go there and he's like, oh yeah, you chipped the thing and your filling came out. And that's the tooth you needed a root canal on. Now, low key, I think I knew that was the tooth that I needed a root canal on. Now, you know, I know people are scared of root canals, but for me, in my experience, you know, you need a root canal when your nerve in your tooth is dying or is dead. So by the time I end up noticing that something needs to be done, my tooth is already dead. And if your tooth is dead, there's no pain there. So although they do numb you when they do a root canal, if that tooth is dead, you won't feel nothing anyway. So yes, that uh, cavity, I mean, the filling came out and I chipped the tooth, but I didn't feel anything because at this point I had waited so long to get the root canal that the tooth had already died. So it's dead. I don't feel anything. So I'm just like, okay, well you got to save it. I cannot walk around with a missing tooth on the side. I just can't do it. I'm in like panic mode. I'm like, listen, doc, you need to, you have a therapist back here. Cause I need to talk to somebody. If you can't save this tooth, cause the last time I didn't mention this, but I chipped the tooth in the back eating Doritos also. <laughs> so he had to take that tooth from me because it was like, you know what? It's no need. We can't save it because the, the feeling that you have in the tooth is so big. When, by the time we take that out, I mean, there's really no tooth there. So it's no purpose in trying to cap nothing. So he took it out. So I'm just like, I just can't. I, I, I can't. Please. So I'm begging, right? It's like, yeah, I think we can save it. So I was like, well, when can you get me in? And he's like, well, let us check our books. I was like, please, if you can do it today, just do it. So he was like, no, we got something tomorrow. So tomorrow was yesterday. And so I left work early and I went to get my root canal and then they packed the tooth after they, you know, uh, took the nerve out and then filled it back in. And then he like shaved down the piece in the back that had cracked because I go on spring break, which is in another week or so. Well, next week, um, we're out that Friday and then the, um, we have a full week after that. But anyway, so I said, you know, schedule me for that week to get my crown. Now, yes, I can wait for the crown. Once you get a root canal, the recommendation, of course, is that you get a crown on it because why? The tooth is dead, which means it's weak. And if it's weak, that means it can crack again. And I just don't want to take that chance. So I'd rather go ahead and get it crowned so that I don't run the risk of breaking the tooth. So I just want to say to you all, y'all got all of us out here paranoid to be walking around with the side tooth missing. And I promise you, just before I got on to record, I saw a meme that said nobody. And then it said everybody. And they had all these people smiling with that side tooth missing. So I was just in panic mode all because I knew that already. And I just didn't want it. So that was my week so far. I am still on edge because I don't know if you guys know dental work is expensive. So just the idea that, you know, maybe I can't go anywhere anywhere for spring break and I'll be home because I'm getting a crown. And yes, that's more important. I would donate a kidney to fix my teeth. Okay, I am that girl. I go to the dentist probably more than I go to the medical doctor. (laughs) Sad, I know. However, your teeth are important. Trust me. Let's get into it today. We're going to just do a Q&A session. The last time I reached out to you all and uh, asked for some suggestions or some um, 
feedback. I got some questions. And so I thought it would be interesting to just have a Q&A session. And instead of making a whole session about one of the questions, I'd answer maybe uh, one to three questions that I got from uh, my listeners. So uh, real quickly, again, thank you all so much for listening. I promise you, I appreciate every single one of you all. I like the feedback. I like the interaction. You know, I think I want to incorporate one day once I, you know, I picked up a little more um, kind of momentum with this. Probably do like a Ask Yolanda or, you know, Ask Frank or something like that and uh, get you all to send questions all the time because I thought that the questions that I got were pretty interesting. So I just grabbed three um, and I got a question about sex. I hadn't really gone there yet on this without, you know, I think I mentioned like some sexual activity, but to talk about sex specifically, I haven't done that. So one of the questions is about that. I'm going to save that one for last because I got a lot to say about that one. Let's get into it. The first question is, is it okay to date while separated? Now, I personally think this is a loaded question. I think that it depends on the individuals. It depends on why they got separated. It depends on sometimes the length of the separation. So that is a loaded question. However, I do know for a lot of my um, faith-bearing folks, they would say you're legally married. If you're married, you're married and you know you can't date outside. However, I feel like once you've broken that union and said that you don't want to be together, then I think all is fair in separation (laughs) because especially if you're already living in separate homes, um, you've already started accumulating your own separate bills, you've planned out things, or even if the divorce process has already started, if you've already, I mean, technically you legally married, so you can't say I'm divorced, but you can say I'm separated. But yes, you technically, you're still married and a lot of people are going to frown on that. You won't probably have a lot of people that will date you because they feel like really you're technically still married. Maybe you'll go back. I don't want anybody coming up to me. You know, I don't want to be approached. All of these things are going to go uh, on in the head of the person that you're trying to date. But I don't think there's a right or wrong answer there. I think that that just depends on the individuals uh, and the couples and how how they feel. Now, if they have a discussion about it and they decide to separate, maybe that's something that you sh- they should talk about. You know, how do you feel about me dating other people? Are you OK with that? Are you know, can we date other people now legally? If that isn't something that you all have agreed upon, then one of the other persons can go to their attorneys and say, oh, well, this person is actually dating and they're cheating. And that could be considered cheating, especially if you don't have uh, or the grounds in which you're filing for divorce. So that was to me a loaded question. But I still think that I'm I come from a country old school mentality. I know that when my mom married um, my brother's dad, when she was pregnant with me, I grew up with him and they uh, split when I was about 10. And my mom didn't get a divorce until her current husband asked her to marry and then he paid for her divorce. So that was just something, you know, that to me was normal. Like, okay, they're not together. I mean, it had been years that they weren't together, but yes, legally they were still married, but not together. And I saw nothing wrong with her moving on or even, you know, my current stepdad saying, Hey, I want to marry you and I'll pay for it. So it just depends on how um, bad that person is interested in, 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 
seeing that woman or that man and if they have faith in that their previous marriage is over and they have established that they want to be with each other and it's definitely over with the the couple the married couple and they're not together because sometimes I mean divorce is expensive you don't know that person's situation and whether or not they can do it you got to be separated for a certain amount of time anyway you're gonna you know you probably will meet somebody in that little separation phase so again a loaded question I personally don't see a problem with it but I do know that there are people who do see a problem with it will have a problem with it so my advice to that would be to discuss it with your uh, wife or husband going into separation as far as what are the terms of that just like you would I guess temporary custody until the judge determines who gets you know uh, custody of the child you would discuss that that's my take on it I understand sometimes it may be a um not so good separation and there could be tension there and that discussion may not uh, come up. But when that time comes or if you ever get the opportunity, discuss it. So let me know if you all agree with me. If not, you know, let me know what your take is on that. The next question is, what are your non-negotiables and relationships? Again, very loaded. However, I do think that there are some bare basics that everyone should that it should be a non-negotiable. And you know what? Not some is one non-negotiable. And to me, that's respect. I think that no matter if you're a man or if you're a woman, that one non-negotiable for everyone should be mutual respect. I think you should have respect for one another, no matter what, no matter what someone says to you, no matter what someone does to you, you should always respect that person. For me, I have a couple of more, a couple other non-negotiables, but again, I think that that's going to be something that depends on the person that uh, you're dealing with. Well, it depends on you as an individual is what I'm trying to say. Again, for me, it's respect to me across the board for everyone. Uh, secondly, I would say that I don't, I like honesty. That's very important to me because I am by fault, I think a little too honest And sometimes that gets me into trouble because I expect the same thing from someone. So if I'm being as transparent as I can be and I'm telling you about all of my indiscretions and things that have happened to me in the past or how I currently feel, then I feel like you owe it to me to do the same. Now, it may not sound the same as mine. The things that you share may not be, you know, equal to me, um, but share things with me so that I feel like there's true honesty and transparency in a relationship. There's nothing worse than being lied to when you're being upfront about something. Something, especially when there's no reason to lie to someone. To me, honesty is something that's really big. And then, of course, there are other little things that are going to come up. I think some things are just obvious. So like respect. And to me, respect goes in not talking to someone, uh, cussing them out or whatever, or being abusive. All of that falls to me under the window or umbrella of respect. So again, to each his own. Everyone's going to have certain non-negotiables. I think you should have some non-negotiables. You should know what you will not tolerate because if you don't know, you'll tolerate a lot of stuff. So go in it knowing, even if you don't say it to a person, you recognize what it is that they're doing that is part of your non-negotiable. Have a discussion with them. If it's if they're a, someone that wants to, if it's someone that wants to be with you, then they will make the necessary changes um, to make sure that they don't do whatever it is that you know you're not fond of. Now, it's not quite midnight. Y'all know I record on Wednesday nights, but it's not quite midnight, but it's late night. So let's get to the sex question. So if you guys listen to this with your kids, don't let them listen to it. Okay, just go ahead. I'm going to give you a little second to, you know, 
Tell them to go in the room, turn it down a little bit, put your headphones in, something like that. Whatever. But this ain't the time for them to listen in. And y'all know I cuss sometimes, so don't do that to the babies. I cuss in front of mine, but you know, to each his own. (laughs) So the question is, is it normal to not have orgasms every time during sex? Now, I don't know who the person was that asked this question. The only reason why I say that is because, you know, sometimes you get DMs and you can't tell by the username if this is a male or female. They got these like uh, anime type characters on their thing. So it's not like you'll know exactly who it is that asked the question. But I am going to bet that it was a woman. And why do I say that? Because we do this to ourselves all the time. I love this question. And I have this question with these young girls all the time. We happen to have these conversations about sex. Most of the time, women have sex with men because they want to have sex, especially young age. I'm talking high school. Obviously, I'm not talking about super young. But when a girl first gets introduced to having sex, whether she's 17, 18, 19, whichever, I'm not condoning, you know, uh, sex with minors or minors having sex. All I'm saying is whenever a woman has sex, normally is not that uh, pleasurable for her. Uh, and no woman ain't going to debate me on that. I'm just going some things I'm just not going to have a debate about. I know with talking to enough women and being honest with myself that sex is usually not pleasurable, especially the first times that you're having it, because it sometimes is painful. A lot of girls do it because we like the before the foreplay or the after the cuddling. So you do it because, again, you don't want to demand to go somewhere else and get it. You want to feel like you're closer to them. So you go ahead and do it. And you're hoping that this magical moment that everybody talks about happens. But a lot of times it doesn't. And you got to figure out your body. And I hate to say it, but I feel like that only happens with masturbation. When you can figure out what your spot is, what angle you like, and you got to get you a partner that you honestly uh, love and trust enough to be honest with to say, that ain't it. And you don't have to say it in a nasty way, but you can say, hey, I'm not being satisfied because that's not I saw that on a little uh, I was watching TikTok and one of the one of those little videos came up and um, the man was talking, saying that he his woman had told him that she wasn't being satisfied during sex. And he he had well, she confessed once he like had sex with her one morning, went out to um, go to work, but left his like bus pass or something at the house. And he came back in and heard the vibrator going when he got to the door. And he just thought it was so messed up that, you know, she has to resort to masturbating after sex because he didn't satisfy her and not that she didn't enjoy it. And I think that's another thing that men don't get with us. It's not like we don't like it, but as far as having a full blown orgasm, that don't always happen unless you've been, again, you and your partner are in sync enough that he knows your body and you know his body and you all have that that connection you know you you're going to have that with some people that is just there you he moves in the right direction you moving in the right direction and it's going to always be the perfect match <laughs> the perfect chemistry and it's just going to be explosive each time that's a rare thing too you know and it'll feel good for women but they'll never reach that climax sometimes it's just because they need to go longer at times and unfortunately men I'm sorry sometimes you guys just can't withstand the test of time all and that's nothing wrong with that I'm just saying you got to be willing to go the long haul I mean women masturbate sometime before we go on dates when we don't want to have sex with with a man so sometimes you guys may have to masturbate so you can go the long haul with your woman so that you can satisfy her but I want to say the answer to that question that I feel is yes I think it's normal 
to not have an orgasm every time. What's not normal to me is that you don't mention that to your partner. There's no way, shape or form that you should ever be in a relationship, giving your body to someone and not feel comfortable enough to share with them that you're not being satisfied. I mean, that doesn't even make sense to me. If you're going through the, the experience with someone, you should be able to enjoy it. That is the worst thing ever to lay down all of this time and to not get anything out of it. So if something is feeling good, communicate during sex. Say, that's so cheesy to be like right there. But you get what I'm saying. You can hold them tight. You can go with the groove in that motion. You can take control yourself. I remember when I first learned and explored myself, I'm being real candid with y'all right now, but I only wanted to, I could only do it in on top. That was my, that was my thing. I, I, I had to do it that way. That was the only way, you know, when it got a little older and you start to become a little bit more experienced with things, then you learn how to do things differently, but you got to learn your body. And sometimes that means you got to touch yourself. I'm just being honest. And I know it may not be the best advice for some people who see that as like taboo or, but we, we, I'm grown, grown. Okay. I, I don't, I don't know who's listening, what age group you all are in male or female, but I'm adult. And if you can't openly talk about sex, then I, I don't know what we're doing um, because it's normal. It's a normal thing, you know, and that's just the bottom line. So I don't think it's normal for a man to not have an orgasm every time during sex. And I'm going to tell you men this because I know sometimes there are other factors, especially since we're getting older. Sometimes you don't have an orgasm because uh, it's too hot in the room or you didn't have too much to drink or whatever the reason is. But your woman takes it personally. I can tell you that we going to take it personal because what is it about me right now that you can't you've been doing it. So did you have sex with somebody else? Are you not attracted to me anymore? So be honest on your end too to say not tonight or give me a second or who I'm too exhausted. I don't know if I'm be able to go that round, you know, the way you want to go that round. But don't have your woman thinking that it's her when you know, it's just you. And y'all got to go to the doctor too. I mean, I'm talking to 40 plus probably right now. But my point is, you know, sometimes this thing is something simple that you could just pop pills because your potassium low. I mean, I'm making up stuff, but you get my point. And that, okay, now your libido back to where it needs to be. So don't think that, okay, I'm getting old and now I'm just limping. No, it's not always the case. So just make sure you go that route and Try to please your woman. Try to give her that grace and time and help her to explore that. And women, be honest with your man and say, and stop faking it. We do. Go on, be honest. We do. All we can do is sometimes just get a little louder towards when you see them, you know, maybe coming at you a little fast. And it's like, okay, it's a time to act like this is my time too. Um, and I don't know if you all ever had a candid conversation with men because I'm just like, you don't feel that? You know, I, I feel my body doing something different when that time comes. How do you don't not feel that? You know, we feel your body doing something different when that time comes. But I don't know if you all are like in truly engaged with the person's body. But once you learn a person, you'll know and they can no longer fake because you will know exactly what their body does when they don't have control over it. Because to me, that's what an orgasm is. You've lost control. There ain't no control in that moment. It happens and it's just like, you know, whoo. And that's just it. You got time to do all this. And 
it'll be consistent. Whatever it is that they do at that time, it'll be something that's consistent and you will recognize it and be like, okay, I know that's it because each time this is what happens. So learn your partner and you can only do that if you being monogamous. All y'all who kind of hopping around, you ain't gonna never figure that out because you ain't, you're not consistent with one person. That's for male or female. So everybody got a different stroke and you just trying to figure it out. (laughs) So Anyway, guys, those are the three questions that I had. I mean, I had fun talking about the three questions. I thought that they were interesting. Um, I hope that you you enjoyed my little, you know, segment and um, my answers that I had for them. I didn't want to go too in depth in them. And like I said, make a question a whole topic, but I definitely enjoyed my time. So hit me up. Like I always say, and let me know um, what you think. Give me some feedback, any other scenarios or questions. And I have some more. So periodically, maybe I'll add a question of the day at the end of every segment. I'm still learning. It's still a very new podcast. So I enjoy the feedback. It's very uh, rewarding to me. And doing this has been rewarding. So I am going to uh, holla at y'all next week. That is my time. I love you all. Thank you for always joining and supporting. Bye. Bye.